Where are we going today, Mr. Peabody? Today is a very special day. Time is a precious thing, never wasted. By the way, ladies and gentlemen, as always, this stuff in lieu of actual entertainment. Alrighty then. Hello and welcome back. This is Storytime and I am Gamer Dude. Glad to have you with us for some more stories this week. Today we're in that weird little gap between Christmas and New Year's, at least as I record this. And I call it that weird little gap because in the U.S., so much comes to a grinding halt. There's so much vacation time, so many businesses shut down. So many people take time off just so they don't have to work during that period of time. And I'm one of those guys. I've worked long enough. I have vacation time. I almost always take the time off between Christmas and New Year's. Schools are closed. A lot of companies shut down. A lot of service industries shut down. I mean, I remember my days in retail. Retail doesn't shut down. The poor folks in retail are always stuck working between Christmas and New Year's. And all of the crazy people are there bringing back their unwanted Christmas presents or looking for the great sales on the Christmas stuff for next year. And I've worked those long hours in retail between Christmas and New Year's, and boy, that's a busy time for them. But I remember Christmas break for school. I remember Christmas break in college. It was a really laid-back, low-key, nothing-happening time. A lot of times, people would just be sitting back and recovering from the Christmas holidays. Sometimes you've traveled. Sometimes you've had too many people over at the house, and they're still there. Yeah, how many folks have grandma come and stay for a week between Christmas and New Year's? And by two or three days after Christmas, you're ready to put grandma back on the bus? Oh yeah, been there too. I mean, that's one of those things that you don't go to your mom and say, Mom, when did you say grandma was going home again? Yeah, those are comments that are not well received. Although, if we're being honest, mom is probably saying the same thing. Oh God, when does my mother leave? What, she's staying through till Thursday? Oh my God, go get the wine. Yeah, the time between Christmas and New Year's is weird, kind of laid back, kind of busy. You don't have a lot of demands on your time, and yet there's still a lot you want to try to get done. Because if you've taken that week off, you know you only have a week. I mean, you have a whole week, but you only have a week. So today I'm going to talk a little bit about the stuff that goes on between Christmas and New Year's, a little about New Year's. And then I found a couple of interesting Shall we call them prayers, parting words, peaceful thoughts for the new year? I'm going to share those with you at the end. So that's what we've got in store for you today. This is a weird year, 2020. Very, very difficult year. I'm calling it a lost year. It really is. If you're listening to this in late 2020 or early 2021, you already know the pandemic has just changed our lives for the past basically year. But if you're coming to this episode a couple of years down the road, you're digging through the archive... It's 2025 and you want to see what Gamer Dude said on New Year's Eve in 2020? Yeah, the year 2020 is a lost year, at least for a lot of us. That's one of the reasons that it's a lost year, because it's only a lost year for some of us, not all of us. I'm not going to get too much into the politics, but, you know, if things had gone a different way, we wouldn't have lost all of 2020. We wouldn't have had, at least in the U.S. and certain countries, we wouldn't have an uncontrolled outbreak of a pandemic things would be a little bit better at the end of 2020. But instead, good portions of the country, and me personally, we've been in lockdown since March. We don't go anywhere. We don't travel anywhere. We don't take vacations. We wear masks everywhere we go, which isn't a bad idea. Even after vaccines are out, it's probably not a bad idea to maintain that practice. But that's a separate issue. But when you've limited yourself for nine months, when you haven't gone anyplace, When you confine yourself to quarters for basically nine months of the year, it's a lost year. 
So it's been a strange year. And things are going to be different in 2021. I'm not saying they're going to be better. They're just going to be different. We're still not through the pandemic. Even though a vaccine has been developed and it's starting to make the rounds, and even though a presidential election in the U.S. did change the power structure and the man in charge, we're still fighting through the theatrics of getting that whole thing finalized. So 2021 is going to start off not like a normal year. But with any sort of luck, things will smooth out as the year progresses. I was going to say it can't get any worse than 2020, but I said that at a lot of points in 2020, and it kept getting worse. So I'm not going to say that, but I am going to say that 2021 brings with it some hope. And I think that's what New Year's is all about. Celebrating the new year, you get to look back, you say, okay, that's what 2020 was. Let's do new things. Let's do better things in 2021. And I think that's why we celebrate the new year. It's an opportunity to change things up, to start fresh. That's why people make resolutions. We've talked about resolutions in the past. I'm not really a resolution maker myself. I've mentioned I've had a couple over the years. But basically, New Year's is a kind of a looking forward for me. This week between Christmas and New Year's, and especially New Year's Eve, it gives me that opportunity to take stock of what happened before. Somehow in my mental index, I go through a list of everything that I've seen and done and thought about over the past year, and I kind of make a checklist of the things I'd like to see and do in the coming year. But as I've said before, New Year's Eve was never a big celebration in my family. If my mom's mom was staying over for the holiday, that whole week between Christmas and New Year's was kind of busy entertaining grandma. That and breaking out all the Christmas presents you got. That's your chance to play with the new stuff. There were times and there have been times where we've gone and checked out Christmas decorations we didn't get a chance to see before Christmas. But I'll tell you, sometimes doing that after Christmas, it doesn't have quite the same feel. It's like you gear up for Christmas, the 25th, that's the day. Everything's aiming for the 25th. And then if you start going to Christmas shows or checking out Christmas lights after the 25th, it's almost like a letdown. Depending, that's not always the case. But it seems to take a little extra energy to go see those decorations after Christmas. But I will tell you, one time, Mrs. Gamerdude and I actually went into New York City after Christmas. And we went and saw the Christmas decorations, just the two of us. It was a great time. It was one of those serendipitous moments. It just kind of happened. We didn't plan it. And it turned out really great. It was a few years ago when her brother came out to visit us for Christmas. It was a surprise visit. I mean, not to us. We had to pick him up at the airport. But for his parents, he came out to surprise us for the holidays. And so we picked him up at the airport and he was here for Christmas, but he had to fly back before New Year's. Now that year we were so busy, we hadn't had a chance to go into New York City. We hadn't had a chance to see the tree at Rockefeller Center or St. Patrick's or any of the usual stuff that we usually see when we would go see the Christmas decorations in New York. And that's a thing. I mean, if you're ever near New York going to the city to check out the decorations, it's a big deal. You don't even have to get out of your car. You can just drive down certain streets and see the stuff, and it's amazing to see. Everything from the Empire State Building all lit up, the tree in Rockefeller Center, which you can drive by down certain streets and you can see it from your car. Driving by St. Patrick's, driving down Park Avenue and seeing the decorations and the lights, it's amazing to see that stuff. It's often better to walk up and down the street because you can really experience it. But seeing the decorations in New York is fun. And we would always try to go into the city before Christmas to check out the tree and all the decorations. It was just a tradition. But that year we hadn't had a chance to do it. With him coming out, trying to plan the surprise trip, trying to get everything done, we just hadn't had a chance to do it. But he had an early morning flight. I think it was the 28th. It was either the 28th or the 29th. So Mrs. Gamerud and I hopped in the car and drove him to the airport, got him on his plane, and then we headed back towards New Jersey. And I said, why don't we go check out the Christmas decorations? 
I mean, it was still early in the morning, so it wasn't all lit up like it is at night, but it's still impressive to see that stuff. Because they do leave the tree lit at Rockefeller Center. You still have the skating rink there. You can still see the skaters. They have all the angels lit up on the pathway leading down there. St. Pat's is always open. Bryant Park is available. All the little shops are there. It's as close to a Christmas market as they get in New York. They have little pop-up stands. So we dropped them off at the airport, and we were heading back, and we cut through Midtown. Midtown Manhattan. And over the years, I've learned this city, so I know where to park and where to go. And we found a good parking garage pretty close to Rockefeller Center. I mean, nothing's really close to Rockefeller Center. But if you get within a couple of blocks, that's a good parking spot. So we parked the car, and we walked over to Rockefeller Center, and we got to see the tree. And it was beautiful. Beautiful. And we were able to take some pictures. We got the skating rink. Bryant Park is not too far away. We walked to Bryant Park. Not all of the shops were open because it was relatively early. But we got to see the decorations. We got to get the feel of New York. Even though it was three or four days after Christmas, it still felt like Christmas in the city. It was just one of those cool moments, one of those things that just happen, which oftentimes are the best things when they just happen. And that's one of the more memorable things that happened between Christmas and New Year's for me and for Mrs. Gamer Dude. It doesn't always work that well when you plan it out. Sometimes you just got to let things happen, and we did. For New Year's, we ordinarily do plan something. We actually plan my dad's tradition, and I've told you about this. New Year's Eve for us is basically a stay-at-home celebration. Mrs. Gamerdude has been like that for the most part anyway, and so have I anyway. And that's thanks to my parents. My parents instilled the fear of God in us when we were young. My dad would say, All the drunks are going to be on the road. Make sure you don't go out on New Year's Eve. If you have to go out, make sure you're in before dark. And, you know, back when I was a kid, the drunk driving laws were not nearly as strict as they are. And there were a lot of drunks on the road on New Year's Eve. But he put the fear of God into us. Anytime that I'm driving on New Year's Eve, I am always ultra extra alert. And I always try to be in before dark because God knows. We're usually buckled down by like five o'clock. The only place that I go is to pick up our traditional Chinese food. That's my dad's tradition as well. What he would do, because he and my mom didn't go out, he would have the five of us, him and my mom, my brother and sister and me, we would gather around for a feast of Chinese food. Ordinarily, we would have a standard menu that we'd order whether it was fried rice or chicken chow mein or whatever it was. But on New Year's Eve, that was the night we could order whatever. We could try new things. You never had egg foo young before? Try it tonight. Kung Pao chicken? Go for it. The happy family? Get some. Anything went on New Year's Eve. And so I've pretty much continued that tradition. I mean, we love our Chinese food too when we have our standard menu. But when New Year's Eve rolls around, we just go crazy. Whatever the spirit moves us, let's try the General Tso's tofu. Why not? We'll try anything weird on the menu on New Year's Eve. And you know what? It's usually all pretty good. But yeah, that's what our New Year's Eve celebration is. It's Chinese food followed by board games. We get the family together, sit around the table, pull out the board games, whatever they may be. There's a game called Outburst we always play. It has categories. You have to come up with 10 answers that fit the category, and you're divided into teams. And of course, the 10 answers are not the 10 answers. It's just 10 answers that fit the category. And then you get into the debate, well, is that one that should be in the category? Well, it's on the card. Of course it is. So we play that. We play Taboo. We play Password. We actually have a game on the shelf called Trivia for Dummies. Because, you know, why not? Try anything on New Year's Eve. And then, of course, after the Chinese food, after the games, there's the dessert. We have all the Christmas cookies, Christmas pies, Christmas sweets. We sit around, have our coffee and dessert. And of course, we have to have the coffee because we have to stay up till midnight. Gotta watch the ball drop. 
That, too, is a tradition. Now, the ball dropping is a tradition that, of course, I had to look up. You know me. Why do we drop a ball on New Year's Eve? I should clarify, New York City drops a ball. Other cities throughout the U.S. and throughout the world drop something else. I mean, I've seen thimbles and lobsters and a wide variety of different things dropped from the tallest building in whatever city you're looking at. Every city celebrates New Year's Eve a different way. But in New York, it was always the ball. But I never knew why it was a ball until just recently, because I had to look it up. I mean, they always used to celebrate New Year's Eve in the city. They'd bring people into the city. People would gather around. Actually, it was the Trinity Church in Manhattan. The people would come from miles around, and they'd listen to the church bells ring at midnight. And to make the festivities even greater, I mean, church bells are great, but what are church bells without fireworks? Yeah, somebody had the great idea back in the late 1800s, early 1900s. Let's shoot off fireworks on New Year's Eve, right at midnight. It's a great way to celebrate. And it was. Well, it was except for the sparks and the ash and the debris that would rain down on the crowds and, you know, set fire to things. Because, you know, fireworks displays on New Year's Eve in New York can get out of hand. At least they used to. So the police had to ban fireworks because they didn't want to set the city on fire. I know, crazy, right? But they still wanted to bring the crowds in. And right about this time, electricity became, well, the norm. And somebody had the great idea to electrify a ball. They thought the electric ball would probably avoid the fiery doom of fireworks raining down on the city. And so they lit up the ball on New Year's Eve and dropped it down from the Times building. And that's how they commemorated the start of the new year. Why a ball, you ask? Well, that's actually a maritime tradition. They borrowed it from sailors that would use a ball at sea to synchronize their chronometers so everybody was on the same time. So they took that ball, used that as the thing that they would drop from the Times building to commemorate the start of the new year. They started that in 1907, and it's been going on ever since. And in my family, our tradition is to make sure we watch that ball drop. And we've watched it every year. Now, obviously, we watch it on television. We're close enough we could go to New York City. But again, thanks to my dad, I don't go anywhere near New York after December 30th. And as I've heard over the years, people start lining up for that thing, that ball ceremony, hours and hours before the ball drops. And the crowd's totally crazy. I mean, I don't like crowds anyway. But everybody jammed together on the streets of New York for 12 hours waiting for the stupid ball to drop? It does not sound like fun to me. I know some people love it. Some people have a rowdy time. I don't get it. It's not my thing. If it's your thing, then definitely make time to do it. It's not my thing. I'm happy in the comfort of my own living room on my comfy couch, my feet up, my glass of whatever at my side, Mrs. Gamer Dude next to me, nice and warm and cozy. That, to me, is the perfect way to ring in the new year. It's just the way it is for us. It's a nice, pleasant way to start the new year. And I actually look forward to our low-key celebration. I know people like to go out and get drunk, go dancing, go eating. There's something about the forced nature of those celebrations I don't like anyway. I mean, I don't mind going dancing. I don't mind going drinking. I don't mind going eating. But I kind of like it just to be a thing you want to do, not a thing you have to do. And I think that's why I like our New Year celebrations. It's what we want to do. We don't feel like we have to do it. And when we celebrate the New Year, we just do it the way we feel like doing it. And it works for us. So in preparing for today's episode, I found a couple of things about new beginnings, the new year, looking forward, that I wanted to share with you. Because even though time is a construct, the new year starts whenever we want it to, we just happen to pick January 1st, 
It is a marker, as artificial as it may be, it is a marker of a new year and a chance to reflect and plan. And so here's a couple of things that I came across that might give you something to think about and maybe open your eyes for the coming year. The first thing is called Time for New Beginnings by Taylor Addison. This is a time for reflection as well as celebration. As you look back on the past year and all that has taken place in your life, remember each experience for the good that has come of it and for the knowledge you have gained. Remember the efforts you have made and the goals you have reached. Remember the love you have shared and the happiness you have brought. Remember the laughter, the joy, the hard work, and the tears. And as you reflect on the past year, also be thinking of the new one to come. Because most importantly, this is a time of new beginnings and the celebration of life. The other thing that I found is a thing called A Year of Time by Stephen B. Cloud. It reminded me a little of the lyrics from that song in Rent, but it also gave me some food for thought, and so I hope it will give you some food for thought as well. Though even thinking on the subject of time may prove discomforting, it is not a bad idea, especially at the beginning of a new year. As we look into 2021, we look at a block of time. We see 12 months, 52 weeks, 365 days, 8,760 hours, 525,600 minutes, 31,536,000 seconds, and all is a gift from God. We have done nothing to deserve it, earn it, or purchase it. Like the air we breathe, time comes to us as a part of life. The gift of time is not ours alone. It is given equally to each person, rich and poor, educated and ignorant, strong and weak, every man, woman, and child, has the same 24 hours every day. Another important thing about time is that you cannot stop it. There is no way to slow it down, turn it off, or adjust it. Time marches on. And you cannot bring back time. Once it is gone, it is gone. Yesterday is lost forever. If yesterday is lost, tomorrow is uncertain. We may look ahead at a full year's block of time, but we really have no guarantee that we will experience any of it. Obviously, time is one of our most precious possessions. We can waste it, we can worry over it, we can spend it on ourselves, or, as good stewards, we can invest it. The new year is full of time. As the seconds tick away, will you be tossing time out the window, or will you make every minute count? Believe it or not, my friends, that brings to a conclusion three full years of Storytime with GamerDude. When I started this podcast, I never, for the life of me, thought that I would go three full years. My goal was to get 20 episodes. That's the honest truth. I had read somewhere that most podcasts end at 20. People give up, people get tired, it's too much work, it's too much time. So my goal was to prove I can do 20 episodes of Storytime with GamerDude. Well... We've done 156 episodes, and I'm still going. I still have more to say. But I'm going to tell you, I keep going because of you. You keep listening. You keep giving me positive feedback. The audience actually continues to grow, little by little, but I'm not greedy. And I'm glad you're part of the audience that enjoys these stories that I tell. So thank you. We will be starting Season 4 next week. Season 4 of Storytime with GamerDude will kick off on January 6th. The reason for the podcast has not changed over the years that I've been doing it. I'm telling you stories. 
I'm giving you my thoughts. I'm sharing some wisdom, some opinions. I'm looking back at my life, telling you some of the things that have happened to me, hoping maybe you can get some benefit out of it. And whether you're family, friends, whatever, complete and total strangers who happened upon this, I hope it gives you as much joy in listening to these stories as it gives me telling them to you. I truly do appreciate all of the time that you spend listening to these episodes. And until I run out of things to say, I'll keep making them. Thank you for listening to them. Anyway, that's going to do it for this week's episode. That's going to do it for this season's episodes. And that's going to do it for 2020. I hope you guys have a great New Year's Eve. I hope your 2021 is wonderful. And I wish you all of the best. And thank you, as always, for your support. Until next time, you guys take care of yourselves. And I'll see you when I see you.